When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to the second episode of Series 34, everyone. We welcome back Nick Butler to finish creating characters for the modular world-building game Tidebreaker. But before we get to that, we have some announcements. First up, the OneShot Network is participating in the World Builders Fundraiser to help support Heifer International. At different goals, we will be unlocking some very cool perks. We've already done a couple, um, but there's still more to go. Mm-hmm. You can check it out at wb2020.charactercreationcast.com or the link that's right in the show notes. Uh, there's only one more day left as of the time that this episode released. Mm-hmm. So please go check it out and give if you can. Absolutely. Uh, next up, uh, this last Friday, uh, if you tuned in to my A Tale of Twinkle and Awe stream, uh, you caught us creating up a New Year's holiday for the world in the form of Citrus Miss, uh, which is an orange themed uh, Christmas like holiday. Uh, when the sun hits the planet at the right angle to cause all the orange plants to blossom, um, they, they came up with like a, a parade where you throw clementines and oranges at the oh. at the viewers of the parade. Uh, and you really had to be on your game to catch them because uh, they're throwing them from upwards of six stories high at points. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but they've got hover mitts. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was such a fun time coming up with all of that. Um, and this coming Friday, you can hear what this holiday is like as we enjoy the festival episode. Uh, so they're going to go through some some fun uh, festival festivities. Um, and I promise... I do uh, hope that there's, like, lengthy outfit descriptions. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, because somebody mentioned costuming. Obviously. Like, you dress up, uh, and there's a costume contest, so absolutely somebody's got to. Okay. Uh, and I, I promise there's no way, shape, or form going to be any sort of twists, wink, wink, um... It, at any point during the session, nothing bad will ever happen. Uh, Ryan? Yes? Would you lie to me? I I wouldn't not, maybe not partially, partially lie to you about this. Uh, so Feels like you're lying to me. Wherever that fits into the uh, multiple negatives, making a positive or not. I guess you'll have to find out by watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tune in at 7.30 Central to find out if Ryan lied to Amelia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can you can see us at twitch.chimera.games, uh, 7.30 Central on Friday. So definitely tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. We had so much fun uh, crafting all of that. 
I think that's all we have for announcements for today's episode. You can stick around after the show for our call to action and one of our new reviews. Mm -hmm. So until then, let's get to the show. Yeah, enjoy. Character Creation Cast. Amelia was creating a prized fighter coming out of retirement. Nick was creating a TN from Dragon Ball Z knockoff. And I was creating a magical girl in this DBZ world. We're picking up right where we left off last time. Enjoy. Yeah, um, the next step is to make a job. So, yeah, you gotta get a job. Everybody has a job. Okay. I don't know what that says about my game. Like maybe I'm kind of like just a crappy capitalist kind of guy by nature. But <laughs> I don't know, you need something to do with your time. Like yeah, yeah. Even if it's so, not for money, you need you. You've got hours to fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's got a thing that they're doing, right? Um, and that's called their job. And so the job system is kind of how we handle skills. And tiebreaker. It, assume, it makes an assumption that you're really good at everything a typical action hero guy does, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the jumping, that's the running, that's the climbing, that's, like, if there's cars in your setting, you can drive. Like, you know, if your game is about doctors, you know basic medicine. Like, yeah. anything that makes you, like, function at a very base level in this world, you're good at it. So in DBZ, like, you know some basic science, stuff because you know how to use capsules like uh you can probably use a computer like goku was probably the exception because you know he's an alien and also goku's dumb as rocks so (laughs) (laughs) um but you get all those stuff that those call those are called heroics everything else is up to your intuition so you get a number of what we call tasks equal to your intuition so it's like smart people, like smarter people or people that can remember more things tend to have more things that they're decent at. Um, cool. So I like to pick one thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you are pretty good at one, one thing. <laughs> um, so for for my TN knockoff, we're going to say that I, I'm pretty good at meditating because TN is basically kind of like a Buddhist monk kind okay. of character. Uh, I'm good at I'm good at playing uh, playing board games. He's I think he played uh, Chinese checkers and stuff. And just because to make it not exactly TN in general, like I'm good at exorcism. Okay. The Dragon Ball universe does have ghosts occasionally. Like they're not huge on it, but they're, they're they exist. And so, like I have a I have kind of an exorcist monk that's pretty good at playing Chinese checkers. Doing some basic spirituality stuff and getting rid of uh, pesky ghosts and things. Okay, so I'm kind of like more like Moroku from the Asher. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and then from there, I have one thing that I'm amazing at, and that's called my specialty. Hmm. So of all the things in the world, this is the only thing I actually get to add dice to. Your regular task and your heroics, you just use your stats. Everything else, you add box one to it. So you can try literally anything. Roll your regular stat, and your ones just remove successes. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, again, Tiebreaker is a game about hyper-competent heroes. So, like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, you can try it, and, like, you have an okay chance of success. Like, your regular tests, you have just a regular amount of success, and your specialty, that's the thing that you're probably going to knock out the park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that thing that I'm going to knock out of the park is, well, I mean, it's DBZ, so it's going to be, like, training. Like, I'm really good at training people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the character that you go to when you need to get a new transformation for the season. <laughs> so, like, I'm not Tien anymore. I'm King Kai. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, so my specialty is training. And whenever I need to do something about or along those lines, I get plus two to that. Yeah. So what about y'all? I'm going to go with um, one of my jobs is going to be astronomy. Okay. What was your intuition? Uh, two. All right, so you got two things. Yeah. What's the other? I'm trying to think of a, a good other one. Um, huh. I have to think about that one. Uh, do you got anything, Amelia? Well, here's the thing. I want my job to be a talk show host. Oh. Um, so I would say interviewing. Oh, yeah. That's what I put for my specialty was interviewing. Yeah. yeah. Specialty is interviewing. And yeah. then probably like just a regular task would be like, I don't know, like idle chatter or something like that. Ask, <laughs> asking the right question. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Because I think you have to do something after you're done. You know, like you're out of your prime, mm. so you you transition to to talk show host mm. as your retirement job. Oh, you could do gossip as your regular task. Oh yes, Ooh, gossip would be fun. I'm gonna change that. Whoops. All right. My my other uh, is geology for my other okay. job. Very so, science magical. Very, very sciencey, yeah. Um, specialty. Okay, goodness. Could be like research. Yeah, research sounds good. It's a very, uh, very brainy uh, magical girl who likes to kick butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely sounding like uh, like Pluto was the smart one. Okay. Right? Am I, am I wrong? Like, am I, 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 I have seen maybe five episodes of DBZ. No, so it's not Sailor Moon. Oh, Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah, Pluto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pluto. Yeah. Mm, Pluto was, was, yeah. I mean, Neptune was really, really smart. Um, what is the short hair? Yeah, that, that, that would be, that, that would be Ami. That would be Mercury. Mercury. That's yeah. She, that's, she was the smart one, right? Yeah, Mercury is the really smart one. Yeah, so you're kind of like her, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of Mercury in there. A little bit of Mercury, a little bit of uh, Jupiter. Yeah. A little bit of Mars. All right. So, uh, yeah, from there, moving back on to the parts that we're actually recording again. Yeah. Uh, so you, you have your jobs, you have your specialties. So we move on to our quirks. You get three of these. Um, when you're making your character and your concept, this is why I say do your concept first, because um, your quirks basically define what that concept is and everybody else that has that same thing. Okay. So, like, if you're, like, a magical girl, yeah, your three quirks are basically the the blueprint for every other magical girl. Okay. So, like, if there's, like, a magical girl knockoff version of you, like, they've got the same three quirks or maybe, like, one different, depending on how uh, frisky the GM is feeling that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but typically, they're going to use your character's quirks as a blueprint. So, you okay. get three of those. And then beyond that, you get one standout feature. 
And that standout feature is a very powerful passive ability. Um, sometimes some of them are active, but mostly these things are passive. But you are the only person in the whole friggin' universe that has this that has this ability. So oh. all of the magical girls, about all of the exorcist monks, and amongst all of the whatever Amelia is, um, <laughs> like this is this is your thing, okay? Very cool. Yeah, and from that, that's going down a list of quirks, picking three of them, going down the list of standout fe- features, pick one of those. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just pick whatever sounds cool. Um, and then, you know, write it down. Uh, cause until you like have played the game a few times, like a lot of this is just going to be like, Hey, when you do this and that, like you get to add this or like whenever you, whatever, whatever, like it's, yeah. But like the, all the quirks in this game also have a secondary uh, thing that is specifically for like being diplomatic or sneaking or something where the first half of the ability is for like specifically combat stuff. So like you can look at the the stuff and go, oh, cool. Like if I pick comforter for once per session, I act as a beacon of folk for my current neighborhood, which just means that whenever people hang out with me, we restore hope because like I'm that that comforting presence in the, um, in the world, you know, like you're mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to think of a character that kind of functions like that in a, in a level show. Okay. Kind of like uh, Daenerys in Game of Thrones, kind of, when she was uh, still a good guy, like spoilers. Okay. Yeah, everyone was like, Khaleesi, and she restores hope because she's the breaker of chains and stuff. So she mm-hmm. might have had comforter as one of her, one of her quirks. Oh, cool. All right. But as for my Tiana, uh, let's see. I'm going to go through real quick. And I'm thinking, you know, also because it helps shore up my range defense, I'm going to take Foresight because that's kind of a, like a little homage to Tian's third eye, which doesn't come up in the show very often, but it actually allows him to, to like be slightly psychic. Okay. And what Foresight does is it allows him to add his wits to any of his recovery rolls against range attacks. So if he got hit by a range attack or something, um, he can add his wits to his, uh, his nets recovery check. I have to edit that though, because like it used to be that like you recovered immediately, but now it's like you recover in return. So yeah, it's just stuff. <laughs> uh, again, this is why we pay for, pay people to look for this stuff for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get that. Let's see. There's a lot of good choices in here. I, uh, that's very, very intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we pick three of these? Yep. Okay. Three quirks um, and then one standout, right? Yeah. All right. I'm just reading through the... Uh, the names are very evocative. Um, and I'm finding myself going through all the different names because it, it, it they feel like they, they state what they are about Uh in the name themselves, uh, which is really cool. Thank you. It's definitely something I was shooting for. Mm-hmm. I wanted the people to go, oh, I want to be thick with two C's. Oh, meatwall. <laughs> <laughs> Tidebreaker is a body positive game. <laughs> mm. Okay, he's going to get resolute. That's definitely Tiana in a nutshell. The guy does not give up. And what Resolute does is whenever he takes damage, um, he can spend five momentum to add his focus to his next attack roll. So um, additionally, whenever he uses the hope ability, could you not, uh, when conducting negotiations, and could you not just basically like stops him from uh, 
taking negative effects from things. So mm-hmm. like if anybody has like a writer effect that like makes him botch or something, he can just say no. Um, it also applies to his abilities that would cause him to botch. Cause, cause you're not does everything but prevent um, you from botching. Okay. Uh, but while he's negotiating, it also includes botching. <laughs> right. So he's super tanky and he's really good at getting his point across. <laughs> nice. All right. So I got my quirks and standout selected, I think. I had to pick my standout, but I got my quirks. Yeah, I've got one more to go. But I also liked Resolute. Oh no, I closed it. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so really gets solid. This, this character is going to be very tanky. Mm-hmm. So he gets his, uh, he gains momentum equal to his endurance whenever he successfully resists an attack with his endurance. Um, and as a side effect, he also adds his power level when using his raw strength to deal with obstacles. So Tian punching through rocks and stuff like he did in the fight versus Snappa is because he's solid. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went uh, with uh, Adorable for one of my quirks. Of course you did. Of because course Magical Girl. Because Magical Girl. <laughs> um, so my allies gain momentum whenever you are taken down equal to your wits. So my wits is two. So uh, my allies gain two momentum whenever I'm taken down. Is that what I'm yeah. reading there? Yeah. And then uh, in diplomatic situations, you are always treated as a friend until proven otherwise. Um, I like both of those uh, parts of Adorable. Um, and then I also selected uh, Comforter. Um, so at the end of any scene, if your party has unspent momentum, I can convert five points of momentum for one hope. Um, and that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Um, and then, uh, heart, which does, let's see, you gain momentum equal to your intuition or focus, uh, which one chosen cannot be changed when you're taken down. Um, once you speak out for something you believe in. Uh, you may push your dice once you for free. So uh, that sounds pretty sweet. Uh, and then my standout feature, I went with Celestial Wrath, which sounded pretty sweet. Dope. Still have to pick my standout. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do that real quick. Yeah, so Celestial Wrath is not available for the rest of this. Yeah. So that one, uh, once per combat, I can spend... Hope at the beginning of my turn to remove the momentum cap and at any point uh, as an interrupt, spend all of your momentum uh, to immediately deal attrition to the target opponent uh, equal yep. to the total sprint. So that's that's pretty sweet. So let's see. I think I might take... I want to say collected as my standout. So I may spend one hope and a full round to compose myself, ignoring any effects that may target me and increase my power level by the total DR, which is the difficult difficulty rating, or the power level of the source if applicable, of all effects removed in this way until the end of scene, becoming immune to any effects that will prevent me from moving or acting until the end of scene. Mm. Uh, additionally, if you have cool and calm as quirks, you gain a specialty in basketball because puns. Um, <laughs> The special thanks uh, is not in the game yet, but the pun is my brother and sister. Uh, their first initials are B and A specifically. Mm. So together, our initials are NBA. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so like shout out to my own brother and sister, Amber and her Brian. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So if you take, if you take cool, calm and collected, which is my personal, um, my personal standout because I put out a supplement uh, in a previous update called the Jackson Legacy, which I made a bunch of um, 
quirks based off of members of my family. Mm. So when I put out the special thanks in the final version, uh, their names will be listed to next to the next to their so oh, that's really cool. quirks and stuff that they inspired in the special thanks session. Yeah, I like that. I'm really having a hard time finding one that I like. Uh, that I, I don't know if it does. What was your concept? Um, it, it's uh like returning hero, like former. Okay. Former um, champion. Former champion. Yeah. I like that. Let's see. You could go with you know very very sane kind of uh, standout. You could go with Noble's Pride. That sounds good. So whenever you fail a check, you may spend 10 momentum to immediately reroll the check and add any successes from the original rolls to the final results. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that works. Thanks. That sounds pretty sweet. Let's go all with right. that. And with that, that's all of your quirks. That's your standout features. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from there, we have the last step is ability generation. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is the most fun part, but also the part that is... Uh, if you aren't like really solid, solid on your uh, concept can be the hardest because this takes uh, taking a bunch of options and combining them together into three unique abilities. Okay. But you got to have like a, a nice visual picture, like what you're trying to do or else like it's, it may, it does make it harder to like get through the, the list and go, okay, well, what do I want to do with this character? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, like, what I like to do when I'm guiding people through this is I like to start with the concepts for your for your three abilities first, and then we pick the functions and stuff to, to build those out, okay? Okay. And um, let's see. I say, Ryan, right? Yeah. Yeah, you already had three concepts, pretty much. You wanted to transform, you wanted to kick people with lightning and punch people with fire. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So let's let's do your let's do your transformation. Because what is a magical girl without a good transformation sequence? Yeah, exactly. And I'll help you with yours because there's lots and lots of options here. Uh, okay. And then I'll help Amelia, and then I'll do mine. So what do you picture yourself doing when you transform? Well, let's see. Um, kind of has to be the whole like um, it changes my appearance a bit and my outfit. Um. And since I'm kind of hands-on and don't use, uh, like, actual weapons, um, I think it just, uh, it doesn't produce any uh, additional weapons or anything like that, but it it just makes me look more formidable. Okay, so it's, like, literally, like, a Super Saiyan transformation. Effectively, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be too hard to get, uh, to get, to get right in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be the main function that you're looking for is in the utility section. And I believe it's called Unleash. Hmm. But let's double check. It's like, though I wrote the game, there's like over a hundred some odd functions in this game. So like, yeah. I can't remember every single one of them like verbatim. But you know, as I'm going through the PDF too, it's actually a little slower to scroll through than it is in Google Docs. Let's see. Well, we also have Awaken. Awaken might work. So let's look at that one first. Uh, pick two. Your target gains plus one power while return. Your target is treated as if one. So closer to your targets, your target may upshift or downshift themselves as an interrupt. Or on dodge, your target's attacks cause your opponents to pay five momentum or become cornered. Or on contact, your target's attacks may deal attrition equal to their successes instead of dealing damage. 
your target gains the chosen effects for a number of turns equal to your power levels. You may pick Awaken twice. If you do, you may affect a number of targets in range equal to your power level for your power level in turns. And it has an adventure effect where every single function in this game has a non-combat function that's either uh, a non-combat, non-combat clause which is either adventure or social, where adventure is like all of the, like, I'm walking around, I'm trying to disarm traps and stuff, like your, you know, mm-hmm. your, D, your D&D stuff. And the social things is like espionage, it's charming people, that kind of stuff. Um, and so Awaken's adventure clause is you may unlock the hidden potential of a character, giving them a bonus to their power level equal to your power level until target project is complete. This bonus power level only applies to any roles directly related to the project and may not be used for projects involving combat. Um, and projects is like all of our crafting and stuff in this game. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Awaken might work. Like, it depends on, like, if you want to, like, do it to yourself and other people or just you. Oh, um, yeah. So Awaken is for other people, right? Yeah. Like you can target yourself with Awaken. Oh, but Awaken okay. specifically allows you to target other other people with this. As well. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the other one, which I believe is on the sh- like I said yeah. before. This is an alphabetical order, so I gotta like kind of slowly scroll through and make sure I don't like mm-hmm. overshoot it. So you get plus two and two stats of your choice. Oh, you get to pick two of these uh, these things that can happen here for Unleash. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, gain Ignite on all... Ignite one on all attacks. Okay. Opponents gain Botch one on all attacks that target you only, or you may spend five momentum to ignore any effect that targets you. Uh, you still take damage. Yeah, and then you keep your choices for your power level in turns and gain one of the following penalties. You gain an elemental weakness. Uh, you may no longer dash or benefit from movement functions, or you may no longer gain momentum, or you gain attrition equal to your power level until Unleash ends. Okay. So Unleash versus Awaken. Unleash gives you much better raw numbers, but it comes with a downside. Yeah. I think I like Awaken better. Yeah. Okay. You can do both. True. Um, your your transformation could be absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I yeah I think that might actually fit well. Um, because then I can uh, go up two power levels if I need to. Yeah, right. And it, that stacked power level that you gain uh, would would also make the duration of these last longer. Cool. So I, yeah, I'll take uh, awaken and unleash then for the functions of the transformation sequence ability. Yeah, so you got to pick the two options for each because unleash and awaken have those extra little, oh fun those extra steps. Okay, so um, let's see. So I get to choose awaken. Your target gains plus one power level every turn. Um, your target is treated as if one zone closer to their targets. Oh, that's cool. Uh, your target may upshift or downshift themselves as an interrupt. On a dodge, your target's attacks cause their opponents to pay five momentum or become cornered. Or on contact, your target's attacks may deal attrition equal to their successes instead of dealing damage. Oh, Yeah, the important thing about those is on dodge is whenever your opponent chooses the dodge at all, that effect happens, even if you miss. Okay. And on contact is the same thing, but for blocking. Okay, so um, I really like the uh, your target gains one plus one power level every turn. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds pretty sweet. Um, oh, wait, if it's every turn. Yeah, then the transformation lasts for your starting power level. It's not because it's not an immediate power level boost. It's like, okay. yeah, sorry. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, so you still get to transform for two turns and then get like stats out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah, that I think that makes sense. Because um, I'd still be kind of uh, competent without the transformations. Yeah, you're still really like, good without the transformation. Put myself into kind of an overdrive uh, sort of situation. Yeah, um, you're like spinning around in a circle while your clothes magically t- come up on you. It happens before the fight start, but this is more like you're activating your... Exactly. You're like, oh, crap, my friends are in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, and I think um, I think I want to... Your target is treated as if one's on closer uh, to their to their targets. So um, people would be one zone closer. Yep. So it's basically giving yourself ranged like in a jank way. Yeah. Um, But I can definitely see that working. Um, And then for Unleash, goodness, I I do love me some crunchy games. Um, This is definitely uh, right up my alley. For the amount of options, is tickling the '90s part of my brain. Yeah, I like the crunch, but I don't like the math. So, yeah. like, I kind of went for the uh, balance there. That makes sense. Um, so let's see. The unleash allows me to gain two plus uh, two and two stats of your choice. Yeah, I I think I want to maybe. I mean, can I go above the max of five at that point? Or yeah. Oh wow. I'll have to, have to add that into the fact, too, because it's normally really hard to get, like, stat upgrades. Yeah. But Unleash is, like, one of the rare things that allows you to do that. Okay. So, and is this, like, a permanent thing? Like, all times um, I get plus two or only when I Unleash? Only when you're Unleashed. Okay. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put uh, plus two in uh, Might, which would put me at six when I'm Unleashed. Uh... And I'm gonna say plus two in focus. Yeah, sure. The weaknesses that will uh, they'll push me up to plus, or they'll put me at, at a three focus um, when I'm unleashed. And then I love that. <laughs> like she's concentrating mad hard when she's unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, uh, you should do you should do botch for the other one, but like all of the attacks botch, so like you get oh, higher. Yeah. Uh, higher focus and it's really hard for them to hit you because you give them botched <laughs> yeah i like that so opponents botched too uh so that that's my transformation sequence a combination of awaken and unleash what was the awaken choices again uh power level uh plus one power level per turn and uh one zone closer oh that's juicy yeah yeah, they're not getting away from you uh, you're much harder to hit now yeah and you're gonna get numbers <laughs> I can I can kind of see like um, the one zone closer thing being like uh, just super fast getting up to them, making contact and then, like, and, then, away, yeah. and then like effectively flipping backwards back to your starting position or. And that's super, that's super, super Sentai. Yeah. Magical girl kind of stuff. Just yeah. like jump kicking and then bouncing off of them mm-hmm. back to your starting zone. I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> so, um, so what's the downside to, to your unleash? 
All right. So um, let's see. Oh, gain one of the following penalties. Uh, elemental weakness. Uh, you may no longer dash uh, or benefit from movement. You no longer gain momentum. You gain attrition equal to your power level until Unleash ends. I kind of like the, the last one. Yeah. That's that one or the elemental weakness one would be really interesting. Um, yeah. Because my, my whole thing of, uh, like, utilizing the elements while I'm transformed, effectively. Yeah. Um, and then becoming weak to the elements afterwards. Yeah. I think that's uh, kind of poetic. Yeah, I kind of like that. All right. That's interesting. Uh, this, whole, this whole concept of creating an ability by throwing functions together and then... Uh, everything, it feels like a very, uh, narrative to crunch, uh, build system of sorts. Oh, thank you. Cause that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I really wanted people to look at the mechanics and go, I have so many ideas, like narratively speaking, not just like, I wanted to like break the game as hard as possible. Right. Right. But just going, Oh wow. Like I could pair a wall with like, like pool or something like that to make a, to make like a vacuum or something yeah like you know it's just i want people to be be able to just go i have this idea how do i do it okay that's how you do it and yeah. like be able to do that for pretty much anything that they can think of right mm -hmm. for the most part right you know it's just like any anything that you want to do in a fight like like tiebreaker can more or less handle it that's very cool so we got we got two other abilities you're we're gonna say your your transformation is ability A, right? So yeah, ability yeah. B, we're gonna say we're, we're gonna do the, the the punching people with fire. Yeah, I like that. Um, and because you have an elemental weakness, like we definitely want to uh make some elements. So um, because that's that's a assumption that we've just made about this about this uh pseudo DBZ universe is that there's elemental magic or elemental key. So yeah. we're kind of like leaning on Avatar a little bit here. Um, shout out to Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Just shout out everybody today. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everybody on our Reddit slash RPG design that wants to make an avatar game. Mm -hmm. Act mine. You can do it. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so going up to offense. Offense has elements, and that gives you the rules for elements and weaknesses and things. They're also in the keyword section, but. That's yeah. spelled out in detail here. I mean, I think your first, I think both of your abilities will probably have element because of the, you know, them being elemental. Yeah. That's the easiest way to kind of uh, skin like fire and lightning and whatever. Like you can define them any way you want. Okay. But as far as like going, hey, like this is definitely fire, right? Yeah. Like you want to say, hey, well, I'll pick element. Or you could just be like, hey, it's engulfing, it's fire. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's fire. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. I was thinking doing element and uh, engulfing for yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, the element for the audience, so the way it works is uh, you make an elemental damage type. So that could be anything you want. It could be music or, like, shoelaces or something. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, so as part of the ability's creation, you pick an, a weakness. Uh, this can be anything you want it to be, uh, subject to GM approval. And when using this ability, you get power level by one for all attacks uh, against targets that are not protected by your elemental weakness. So if your elemental weakness is shoelaces, if somebody is tied up and um, 
and shoelaces and stuff, like your attacks don't get the bonus anymore. Okay. okay? But against everybody else, fire hurts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. Um, and then engulfing uh, makes it so if an attack would miss uh, due to your target using cover this turn, uh, you may deal attrition equal to the number of successes you rolled this turn instead. So, um, and I can kind of see like the the heat of the the blast or something like that, or punching the the cover that they're behind. Yeah, uh, just like shockwaves and whatever reason that you want it to be like. Yeah, you're gonna take a little bit of damage anyway. But it was definitely kind of inspired by like those kind of like iconic scenes in movies where like the hero is like got his shield up and he's like blocking the dragon's fire breath, but the fire breath is like bending around the shield a little bit. Yeah. And he's like sweating and he's going, crap, I can't hold this for much longer. Could somebody please stab this guy in the eye? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of action. That's that's what golfing kind of um, triggers in my own mind. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah, element in the golfing. That's, that's your ability B. So we got another one for C. Like you can pick another element um, for if you want, or you can kind of be a little bit more like uh, loose with it and just make your lightning kicks like something something else that doesn't get like the elemental damage, but also doesn't have to worry about you having another elemental weakness to, to worry about. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, you, um, the elemental damage is fire. What's fire weak to in this universe? Um, I mean, it's got to be water, right? Yeah. Or, or uh, carbon dioxide. <laughs> yeah, we could shorten down the gas or something like that. Yeah, even though fire itself is gas, yeah, like the mild science nerd in me. Mm-hmm. So like fire just being weak to more gas is like <laughs> kind of funny. Fight fire with fire, yes, let's go! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, fire elemental weakness, fire. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be strange. Well, I mean, like, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like. uh like again, shout out to Avatar, but they they had the um the Anji Kai's, I think they were called, where they okay. fought each other, and I feel like they weren't really protected by their own flame barriers too well, right? You know what I mean? But Fire also had that water water weakness too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the classic water weakness is nice. Yeah, uh, we'll just go with that to keep it easy to remember. Thanks. Okay, so for your last ability, let's uh. Let's take a look at what, what's, what are you thinking? What does lightning kicks look like? Um, I, I think it has stun. Okay. Uh, it does like no that. damage, but your opponent may not spend or gain momentum until the end of your next turn. And then there was another one that I saw uh, that looked really interesting. Um, I think it's up further. Um, exhausting. So on, on contact, your opponent's next attack may only deal damage on a critical hit. Ooh, that's dirty. Yeah. And their chances of dealing critical hits to you when you are either transformed or you've stunned them is very low considering they can't momentum shift you for that turn after yeah. getting hit with that by that. Mm-hmm. Or do any of the other like dozens of things that require them to use momentum to power up their abilities. So like you yeah. like that's a good shut you down kind of uh, lightning kick. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about or with that. Oh, man, I can see this character uh, playing out. Like, they get serious. They, like, they transform. They get, like, stupid, strong, and fast for a second. Then they lightning kick the crap out of you the second turn. Yeah. And then, like, that third turn, 
you're just sitting over there. I'm like, okay, then do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So that's a character. Cool. Oh, wow. So, I, so I'm done after the abilities. Yep. Oh, beautiful. Um, like other, like with the scenario generation and stuff, we would be adding hooks and questions and things. Yeah. Um, but I would like to skip that without having gone, without going through the whole um, scene generation process. Yeah, I, I think feel that's like fair. It's, yeah, it's a little incomplete without it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like as far as like being able to play the game and just start going through and doing all the talky bits and the fighting and whatever, like you're you're all set. Cool. All right, so Amelia, you've been uh, a little quiet while I've been helping your boy out. Yeah, so. I have to go down and get some Advil. Um, I, <laughs> oh, no. FYI, do not feel good. Um, oh, no. Oh, I'm so. sorry. No, it's okay. I feel um, like I'm going to throw up. So um, we're going to go through this, but I'm I'm a little quiet because I just really don't feel good. So right. I'm well, here. If you're following I along, am. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> you got three functions. You got three abilities, two functions. So we got pick six and you're good. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's get into this concept. You're a returning warrior. You know, yep. like you've got that noble's pride in you. So like you're really good at fighting and you believe in yourself. And so why is that? Like, let's let's dig into it. Yeah, I feel uh, like what Brian's makes your got character his like, skills from step one. So, yeah, uh, I, I accidentally yeah. Uh, uh, fell right into them, uh, yeah. which was cool. Um, I, um, yours, yours is definitely a much more open ended concept. Yeah, I, I know, think. which um, makes this hard because I feel like there's like. I'm having analysis paralysis right now where there's just like too many. Yeah, there's a lot of options. Too many this options is why in I said <laughs> you do, you do mm-hmm. the concept first. So like you go, hey, I have this character. I want them to do a couple of things. And then you just make the mechanics fit your concepts. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's that's the best way to go about this. So let's let's drill down into your concept more. Okay. Okay. So let's let's picture picture your character in a fight. Like what? What does what does their fight look like? Like take all the mechanics away from it. So like you see your character. Like what do they look like? Like how do they fight? Well, I mean, like for my stats, I put most of it into agility. So I imagine it's quick. Like yeah, mm-hmm. you're a speedster. Yeah. So like, do you use weapons? Like, are you kind of like, do you have a particular martial art in mind that you're trying to emulate, or like? <laughs> Like, just, like, thematically speaking, like, you don't have to be, like, a martial arts aficionado, but, like, you um, just be like, hey, I wanted to look like Bruce Lee. Or you know, here's like the that. thing. If Ryan is going to make a magical girl for the second series in a row, then for the mm-hmm. second series in a row, my character's going to have a katana. Hey. Take that, All Ryan. Right. Do it. Speedy katana guy or girl. <laughs> That's, I mean, literally, the character I made last time, too, was, like, quick and dirty. <laughs> like, yep. So let's let's take that character from your from your previous uh, episode and make them a tiebreaker. All right. Yeah. And like me being a little bit of a weeb, I'm a fan of the uh, teleports behind you, nothing personal, bro. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of action. So let's mm-hmm. do this. All right. So so take your last character, turn it up to eleven, and uh, let's see what we get. Right. 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 Yeah. It's not a light up katana this time, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Although I mean, you are in Dragon Ball Universe, it 
very well it's could be a light up katana. You have yeah. got key powers. It's like not made out of a light bulb, at least. No. Um. <laughs> could be. It's also a science fiction universe. DBZ is right. very actually a uh, very fruitful kind of universe to be building in. So, so I'm hearing uh, katana. Yep. Uh, quick mm-hmm. and um, stealthy. Yeah. Uh, three different things. Um, three. I mean, that might be a good base for the th- the three abilities, right? That's true. Katana Rogue. Okay. Uh, so, audience, uh, when you're listening and you get into the comments, sounds like she's building hit but with a sword. Okay. Time powers? Yes? No? Time sure. Powers? Why not? Time powers. Okay, cool. All right, so we got time powers and a katana. Oh, wait, no, it's not hit anymore. It's Bayonetta. Yes. All right. Oh, Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, it's, it's just references for days. Yeah. That's what I do. All right. Uh, all right. So let's, let's, let's dig down into this. Uh, the main, the main dish is the, the move really fast, cut something ability. Yeah. So that's actually, can be done in dozens of ways, but I think the simplest way to do this would be to use something from utility called decelerate. Mm. Because speed can be, um, speed in fiction is like, uh, kind of like represented in different ways. Yeah. Um, when I see the, the katana bro that moves fast through you, like it's the you've got the teleporting stuff, you've got the I've struck through you, and then you take the damage later kind of thing. But like I want to focus just on I'm faster than you mm-hmm. kind of bits, right? So accelerate does this, and what it does is you may spend five momentum to shift upward one spot in the initiative, or to immediately gain one turn's worth of charges to any of your bank effects. Um, Tiebreaker has. Um, a lot of functions that have what are called bank effects, which basically you get to just roll your dice and then save the save the successes, okay? And then you use those to trigger something ridiculous. Uh, but I think for you, I would probably say just go, hey, I'm going to go faster because I'm faster. Yeah. Right? Um, so we'll take that. And then let's look at the movement part of this. Or we can just kind of like really, really sell the speed and do like something like flash where you can't be interrupted by your enemy. And you can pick that twice so you can actually trick and flash later to get the second part of it. And if you do, you can spend 10 momentum to end the turn early. Doing so adds any charges, turns, extra successes, etc. that may occur with the passing of a round as normal and play resumes at the top of the initiative order. So like it's your turn and then like if you were first, it's your turn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. That's really interesting. I kind of like that. Yeah. So we're just going through options right now because this is what I'm thinking for speed at the moment. Like not even looking at the offense section. This is just stuff from utility. Okay. Um, like uh, you could do, this is kind of like an oddball thing, but you could use infuse uh, where your target gains a number of charges that they can use for any of their bank abilities equal to the amount of successes that that you rolled. Okay. So like if you're going like, all right, sheaf in the sword, leaning backwards, leaning backwards, leaning backwards, leaning backwards, yeah, just do whoosh kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can infuse yourself 
to just get a whole bunch of charges really quickly. You know what I'm saying? Or you could do it for somebody else for reasons, but like, you know, options. We've, we've got those. <laughs> uh, so, but outflank would actually work with Accelerate too, because uh, you can downshift or upshift your op- opponent a number of ranks equal to your power level. So you can say, I'm going up one and you're going down two. And this can also be done as an interrupt. Interrupts usually cost five momentum to the trigger, and then you can just do it in response to your opponent. So, like, you can go, oh, instead of you actually hitting me, you're going to go two turns later, (laughs) and then I'm going to go up a turn. I'm already gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, If your target is cornered or overextended, they may not receive any beneficial effects from their allies until the end of your next turn as part of outflank. So. I like that. Yeah. Outflank is another, like, hey, I'm faster than you kind of ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Tidebreaker has a lot of um, things that use upshift and downshift to mess with the initiative order. Uh, nice. Yeah, I really like that a, one. Yeah, there's a lot of options for, to make it so that if you're, you or your opponent are on the top of the initiative order, you can even capitalize it or make them pay for being faster than you. Because <laughs> like I said, we, we like min-maxing, but we also like making sure that it doesn't break the game either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our functions, if you build around that kind of stuff, like you can make anything work. Uh, let's see. So let's go a little lower. And if we want to go straight up hit from Dragon Ball Z with the time and space nonsense, yeah, you can go refraction, which makes you considered one zone further away from your opponent's effects that target you and one zone closer for your allies than your own. Um, refraction can be picked twice. If you do, you and all of your allies a number of zones away from you equal to your power level are treated as one zone closer to each other and one zone further away from your opponents for all purposes. Oh, wow. So you can be so fast that your opponents are hitting after images literally because you're actually somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How many? How do... So you get two functions per okay. ability, right? Yep. So if you... You could probably do a couple of them for your uh, like for your other stuff. Like you your, just really ham up the speed, yeah. Um, thing and just do like all my things are speed based. Like oh, and mm-hmm. we have Swift. Yeah, Swift I saw that. makes uh-huh. you um, shift upward a spot. Um, you act in your new spot on your next turn. Yeah, you can pick this function twice to gain the following. You spend ten momentum to cause opponents that attack you to suffer a downward shift and trade places with you if they were above you in order and moving down one position if you acted before them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, swift, swift, accelerate, all that stuff. That's speed, 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 speed. Gotta go yeah. fast. Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, never shut up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm it. familiar with Sonic. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on with uh, speed stuff. Okay. Because now this is just kind of like a master class on how to build a speed steering tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have ambush in the movement department. Uh, mm-hmm. Allows you to upshift your target by the amount of zones they moved this turn. So if they dash, you can upshift them two spots. Uh, if you use that as an interrupt and you ended up overextending your target, overextend is like when your target is in the first initiative slot and they get upshifted again, they okay. can't dodge. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, you can ignore the cost of the of the interrupt and gain ignite one. So let's see. That close looked interesting too. Yeah, close is fun, especially if you did something with like refraction or mm-hmm. like some some yeah. nonsense like that, or if you do it with um with Ryan's character when when they're transformed, 
like that would combo really well. Yeah. And I know you wanted kind of a stealthy person as well. And I saw mm-hmm. there was a camouflage defense. Yep. Oh, that's a fleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fleet is like the, the most simple. It's like, I want to move further. This yeah. is the one. <laughs> and exile is the straight up teleport. Like, because you can exile yourself. So oh. you instantaneously move your target to a zone of your choice up to your power level away from you and may prevent your target from moving away from the zone of your choice until the end of your turn. The target does not trigger any hazards or anything like that upon moving into the zone and does not count as having moved for purposes of effects that track that. Uh, so, yeah, you could just oh. exile yourself and not prevent yourself from moving away <laughs> to just immediately just go, Poop, I'm over here now. Hmm. Where fleet actually does still trigger anything that happens if you move into zones of bad things. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, hyper is probably the other like OG in movement because while dashing takes your action normally, hyper just says you can do stuff while dashing. Hmm. Okay. Um, and if you spend momentum, uh, you may spend momentum as hope for the purposes of pushing dice. So uh, what a, a dice push. Because, like, say your dice landed on a three, and if you apply push one, that dice becomes a four. Hmm. So, thus, it's a success. Um, Hyper builds are really cool when you're doing uh, showstoppers a lot. Because, like, hey, you gain ignite one immediately for triggering a showstopper, right? Yeah. And if you're dashing around with Hyper, and you got a bunch of fives, you can just push them into sixes, and then you get more dice. Hmm. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, so, like, this... Got options. Uh, jaunt is another kind of teleport effect. You may move yourself uh, one zone and then upshift yourself. Uh, you leave a copy of yourself in your former zone, and opponents that wish to target you have to pay five momentum or target the copy instead. Oh. So that's the classic DDZ after image effect. Um, yeah. Uh, Juke is really nice for that kind of thing, too. Uh, if you move uh, this turn, your opponent gains botch one. Until the end of your next turn, you can use it as an interrupt to move one zone, gain ignite one until the end of your turn, and your. In addition, your target gains botch one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so they still get the botch one, but you also get ignite, and you get to move out the way if you interrupt. Nice. So speed, 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 speed. Yeah. Lots of speed stuff. Mm-hmm. Really depends on how you want to do it. Uh, like I said, I probably just go like accelerate and um, something else that the. Uh, as you liked, uh, I think you said you'd like refraction, right? Yeah, I like refraction. Yeah, so we'll do that. And we got two other things to do. So, uh, yeah, that's the cellular refraction thing. I'll just kind of call that just like making yourself faster in time. Um, I really would like to see this character. Like, don't mind me building this for you. Let's say you're like sick, but uh, yeah, probably have something along the lines of uh, of just like hyper and fleet because like that's like one of the most commonly made, like, I gotta go someplace really, really quick abilities. Yeah, I like <laughs> those it, ones. Yeah, Hyper Fleet is just, I move really, really far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Hyper allows you to dash, and Fleet increases your dash distance. So, like, they pair up really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like got that one combo. more thing to do. Okay. Um, I mean, so two that we've done so far are all about movement. I probably should do something about once I get there <laughs> well what is about accelerating yourself so you go faster and then pushing yourself so they feel like you're a zone further away from them and then the other one's about moving really quickly right <laughs> but for both of those like 
They're definitely just about the speed. Right. Yeah. Then what? So now you want to uh, slice people up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It also depends if your celery is the I gain charges version or if it's the I upshift myself version. I mean, I think upshifting is probably... Yeah, because if it's the charge version, their third thing by just process of making it make sense would have to be a charge ability of some sort. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. um, But yeah, the hyper thing gives you a whole bunch of dice and allows you to dash, which is nice. Um, So that's a good gap closer that does damage. Then you have your your A ability to make yourself faster and protect yourself because you're considered a zone fervor. Your third ability, uh, I kind of picture this character doing a lot of after imagery nonsense. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I could see that. I look. I was looking at faint. Where did that one go? Faint is an offense, so it's oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it's offense. So. Attack with your wits. Uh, before your opponent chooses their defense uh, to deal no damage. Even the hard turn. part is that my wit is pretty low. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fate would not work for you very well. No. But I don't have to play this character, so. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, exhausting might be an interesting choice for your like main attack sort of deal, right? Yeah, but then she'd be basically copying you at Effectively, in in that regards, but I, I think thematically it fit because of uh, just being so fast. You kind of like exhaust the opponents. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good uh, offensive sort of uh, things here. Oh, you know what you can do um, because you already do something about about like making sure that you go first all the time. Mm-hmm. You can use crash. Uh, crash adds your initiative rank. Uh, to your attack roll. Oh. It's counting up from the last position because uh, initiative rank stuff, it's either count up or count down because like being last is not a bad thing in Tidebreaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it doesn't have to be, like, right. you know, if you if you build tactically. Um, I, I had a lot of bad dice rolls in initiative when I played D&D, so I was like, no, screw that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so to make sure being last is not like a death sentence. <laughs> okay? Yeah. All right, um, so, That's but one yeah, thing anyway. I like about like um, the like Edge of the Empire and stuff too is that it's like slotted order too, so you can be like, I want to go first, or like I'll let you go first, or you know, like you have PC and NPC slots. Like, yeah, it's because it's really frustrating when you're like, I need to do this thing, but I've got to wait six turns, and by then it won't be good anymore. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Crash adds your initiative rank counting up from the last um, spot to your attack roll. So these dice are added retroactively. So if you would hit due to the extra dice, then your opponent takes the damage as normal. And it has an odd dodge effect where uh, your attack causes your opponent to downshift. Uh, Crash may be picked twice. If you do, all of your on-contact effects ignite and your on-dodge effects inflict botch one on your opponents in addition to their normal effects. Wow. Crash sounds really good with that sort of uh, initiative shifting thing. Yeah. I feel like that works. Yeah, so we do crash and then do something else in the offense because you're you're in position now and you just want to jack people up. Okay. Ooh, you know what would be kind of cool? Mm-hmm. Just for that odd that odd uh, balls position where like you haven't got first yet mm-hmm. is anticipated. So you may add your initiative rate counting down to your next attack until the end of your next turn. So. 
you can uh, trigger this function as an interrupt to gain the bonus immediately until the end of the current round. If you're not attacked before your next turn or interrupt uh, an opponent, you botch the action. But if you for if you're somehow last, you succeed either way. Yeah. Uh, we should change your standout feature too. Okay. Because since we're now just like all about the gotta go fast nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and the standout feature I'm thinking is Speed Demon. Because reasons. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I feel like the description says enough about why that would be. <laughs> yeah, like why it's a good thing. Like yeah. you get Speed Demon, right? Well, let's, yeah. let's look at what it does. Erase this here. These are like the messiest notes I've ever taken. Holy crap. Wow. scroll up quite a bit. Yeah, so if uh, if you're not first in the initiative order, um, after initiative is rolled, you re-roll your initiative and add your power level. Uh, if you are already first, uh, your agility rolls explode until the end of combat. Oh, yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. That sounds pretty sweet. And I would probably change one of your quirks to high-strung, because it allows you to make your initiative rolls ignite. Oh, I already had that one. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, you're you're definitely optimized. Huh. That's awesome. <laughs> Look at that. Right, well, uh, Playing the game. Other, other than myself, that's it. That's All awesome. Right. <laughs> While I was helping y'all, I didn't actually do anything for my own character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine. I can basically just make three quick abilities real quick. There you so, go. So let's see. I want key blasting because I'm a DBZ character. And what is a DBZ character if they're not throwing balls of energy at you? Um, but for my main key blast, we're going to do ranged because obviously. And uh, I think push will be fun. Okay. So like when you get hit by one of my beams, it blasts you off into oblivion. Oh, that's okay? nice. And so I'm also going to have a hyperspeed kind of attack uh, to allow me to close distance and and do uh, do damage. So okay. I'm going to use hyper and jaunt. Okay. So I can dash and attack at the same time, and I can also interrupt to leave a mirror image and move away if I need to. Um, so I don't have to worry about my really low focus because if I have momentum, which I will because I'll be blocking all day long, right, is uh, to just go, <laughs> no, I'm not even there, bro. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Yeah, for my last attack, I want to do, but these are more like kind of approaches because mm-hmm. abil- that's the way abilities work in this game. Um, hmm. So I have the ability to key blast, I have the hyperspeed, and I really just should have something that's kind of like general purpose for a, uh, my martial arts abilities. Um, so yeah, we'll just call it martial arts. Okay. And my martial arts will be in revolving mostly around punching people in ways that makes it harder for them to punch me back. Mm-hmm. All right. Not in that kind of like pressure points nonsense, but just like hitting them in the gut so hard that their eyeballs pop out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause that's a very, uh, very anime standard kind of effect when you get hit in the gut really hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to scroll up to the top so I'm going to take the contents in there. It's just like I'm going to need. Oh, there you I'm go. Because one thing I did do right with this uh, early assets version is I made the table of contents clickable. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 
as someone who has to deal with a lot of PDFs in their job, there's like nothing more frustrating because I'm like, it's it's not hard to do. Like just mm-hmm. that and bookmarking your PDFs. But <laughs> I didn't know how to do that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, again, early access version. So right? like the final mm-hmm. version, definitely going to have bookmarks because I'm very much oh, yeah. with you on that. Uh, let's see. Tian is going to have... For his last thing, because I'm just imagining him just hitting people like hella hard uh, with his punches. I also want to add detonate just for no reason, just because I think it'd be funny to just hit people and watch their armor blow up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not like kind of true to the source material. And I like mm-hmm. kind of like stick to as close as to that as possible if I can. Yeah, so we're going to just do like kind of like the, the rapid punching thing that's very common in the show and just go with flurry. Actually, yeah, we're going to go super basic and go flurry. So on dodge, opponents must spend five momentum to dodge this. If they don't, um, I add plus one power level to the attack. Um, and on contact, the opponent suffers a downward initiative shift. Cool. So whenever he does attacks with his melee, something bad happens to you either way. Like, he doesn't actually have to hit you. Um, so we'll do that and overwhelming, which is the other, like, kind of, like, super basic offense. Um, function that we have in there. Okay. And it functions pretty much uh, similarly to Flurry that it has an on-contact and an on-dodge. So the on-contact for overwhelming is opponents have to spend five momentum to block it. If they don't, I get plus one power level. Uh, On dodge, opponents uh, have to move out of the zone or be affected as normal. So like you can just step out of the way of his his martial arts ability if you uh, choose to dodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, because of the flurry, he gets more defense if you don't. I mean, he gets more like power level if you don't, right? Okay. So like he he's got like he it's a win win for him if he's using if, if he's using his martial arts. Yeah. Either way, he's going to get some sort of power level boost, and either way, like you're going to have to spend five momentum to keep up with him. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so that's all. That's all. All right. Now we just need names. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I went with Crimson Stainer for mine. That checks out. Yeah. And I'm going mine, to name my character. Are we ready? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Falcon Swift. <laughs> that's very nice. Oh, man. This gives me great Santa vibes in the best way. Because <laughs> uh, we feel like kind of like us. One of those like super Sentai forces in the universe. Oh yeah, Daisy actually has like uh, that in the form of Great Saiyan mm. and an evil version in the Kingu Force. Okay, uh, which is kind of like a stretch because they're not really super Sentai, but they got that kind of like group dynamic thing going on. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to follow that same naming convention, unfortunately. Uh, oh, that's my fine. name is Niet. Niet. Yeah, it's TN backwards. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, All right, we did it. For character gen. We, we created characters. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our Tidebreaker character creation episode. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. I really I really like the... the, the uh, we're going to talk about this more in the next episode, but my goodness, I, I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you want to remind people where they can find you online and uh, where they can find this game? At Follow My Blade on Twitter. That's where you can find me. 
You can find my game at tidebreakerrpg.com. Uh, get the early access edition. It's 15 bucks right now. You're paying for the art, the editing, the printing and stuff. Or No, well, not the printing. We're going to do that for Kickstarter. But mostly the art and the editing. Um, because I want the game to look as professional as possible for when we release on Kickstarter. So, like, I'm really just asking for your support. Like, uh, as you can see, like, my game is fun. Like, even just right from character generation, we have lots of options to explore any narrative concept that you have within the realms of just action hero stuff. Like, if you want to feel good, feel competent, and just, like, badass, like, play my game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is everybody deserves to be a badass, and I just hope everyone keeps it heroic. That's my hashtag. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you again, and thank you to everyone listening. Uh, please join us next time for our discussion block. Thanks for joining us for the second part of Series 34, everyone. We had a lot of fun finishing off those characters, and we went some really fun places with our fanfiction portion that you'll get to hear next episode. Mm -hmm. While you are waiting for that, here are some calls to action for you. Yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone to check out my A Tale of Twinkle and Awe Chimera stream. Uh, Again, this coming Friday, uh, you can check us out at twitch.chimera.games at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, where we will be playing through a festival episode and getting to know our heroes a bit more. If you want to help out a really great organization, there is one day left to check out the World Builders fundraiser online. Mm-hmm. If you donate it to it, if you donate to it, please consider donating to the One Shot Fund, which will help us unlock some cool perks uh, as we raise more money. At twenty thousand uh, dollars, Patrick Rothfuss will appear on Skyjack Courier's call playing the character that he played on uh, Skyjack's Prime, as Mm -hmm. I like to call it. Um, (laughs) So that would be very exciting. At $30,000, one shot will die. Uh, That is to say that they will record a series using the game based on Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hahn's comic series. Mm -hmm. So those are exciting options, but only if we get enough money in the next day. Yeah. You can go to that fundraiser by going to wb2020.charactercreationcast.com or the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh, We do have a couple reviews in our pockets right now. Uh, We still need more. Uh, So please leave us one on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, our Facebook page, etc. And we will read it on the show. Like this one uh, from, and I apologize if I uh, get this name incorrect, uh, Kander Adlin Ifara on Podchaser. Uh, One of my favorite podcasts out there, the enthusiasm and friendliness that Amelia Ryan and their guests showcases makes the episodes a delight to listen to. All of the interesting and different RPG systems is a lovely bonus. CCC is a bright light in a gloomy current, a lovely fluffy blanket of nerdery, love, and fun to ward off the cold reality. Give it a listen. You won't regret it. I promise. Oh, no one's ever described me as a fluffy blanket. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were talking about you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I love that. A lovely yeah. fluffy blanket of nerdery. I love it. Yeah, it is that's, such a... That's, that's going to be the tagline for our show now, I think. <laughs> it is It is definitely a good, uh, a good tagline. Uh, thank you so much for that review, uh, Gosh, this one made me smile so much. Uh, And yeah, 
these are these are difficult times and uh, reviews like this really really help us out and really give us a lot of good fuel uh, yes to, to these reviews going. are our lovely fluffy blanket exactly <laughs> so thank you again for that all right well i think that's everything that we have for this episode uh join us next time where we go over the discussion episode um and until then have a good week everybody yes stay safe drink water take a breath relax your shoulders yeah. you can do it and keep making those amazing people Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts, this show, and even our press kit. Character Creation Cast can also be found on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord server at discord.charactercreationcast.com. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter, and I can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune or online at lordneptune.com. Our other host, Amelia Antrim, can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast they originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game systems used and today's guests can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us a rating or review, we have links to various review platforms out there, including Apple Podcasts, in our show notes. Also, check the show notes for links to our other projects. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We will see you next time. Now we gotta read some show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the One Shot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit OneShotPodcast.com, where you will find other great shows like One Shot. The most fun way to learn about new games is to play. On One Shot, you can discover the amazing variety in RPGs by listening to actual play. Every week, James D'Amato brings you a new episode with a talented cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. At least once a month, One Shot features a new system exploring a wide variety of genres. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to find your new favorite game. Discover the magic of RPGs with OneShot on your favorite podcast app. Do you love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of dinty more beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe.